Man, whether you realize this or not, so many of us have these recordings in our head that are holding us back from achieving the things that we want in life. And one of those things most commonly heard that I personally have conversations about is about time, money, and our personal worth. These recordings come from our past experiences, either in the home, in the school, in the church, in the clubs that you've been a part of over the years, and just about anything else. Some of those recordings are great, and you should listen to them. But many of those recordings, if you feel that you're being held back in whatever part of your life that you want to excel in, family, faith, finances, fitness, relationships, you name it, if you know that you're being held back in any one of those parts, you have to take a personal inventory of those recordings that are holding you back. Today, Sharon and I are going to have that conversation about how those past experiences and those recordings are controlling your relationship with time, money, and the pursuit of time and money. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am so excited that you're here and listening to my voice in your earbuds. And as I said in the intro, and you can see in the title today, we are going to be talking about the pursuit of time and money, your relationship with money, and your relationships in general. I am absolutely positive that you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. And I'm equally sure that you're going to get excited enough that you're going to want to share this conversation with other men in your community and in your circles. There are so many ways to do that, but one of the quickest ways to do do so is to share directly from whatever podcast player it is that you're listening to. For instance, if you're listening to this on iTunes, just click on the three little dots that are right next to the show art of the title of this show right on your phone. A drop down will come down and at the very bottom it says share this episode and you can share it with a text message, email, Facebook message, you name it. You can share it however you like. Regardless of how and where you share it, I truly, truly appreciate that because that right there is getting the word out about Men of Abundance. And as of today, 100 episodes, actually 102 episodes in and just over a year, I have done zero marketing. I have paid no money to get to where we're at today. It's all been word of mouth thanks to you. So continue doing what you do. Talk about Men of Abundance. Share it however you like. That's how the men who truly need these messages get to hear these conversations and benefit from them. Now let me introduce you to our feature guest today. This is an exciting one. Sharon Spano has a PhD in Human and Organizational Systems. She is an author, corporate business strategist, workforce expert, professional speaker, and former radio host of Work Smart Live. Sharon empowers business leaders and entrepreneurs to maximize performance, improve employee engagement, and increase bottom line results. But guys, don't think this is just about entrepreneurs and business owners. It is not. It is for every single one of you. She is also a certified professional integral coach dedicated to helping others adopt new paradigms about time and money so that they can step into the radical abundance. I love that radical abundance. And we have that conversation about what that is and help them step into radical abundance in every area of their lives. Her research focuses on wisdom, 
Adult Development and Leadership. Her work and her book, The Pursuit of Time and Money, Step Into Radical Abundance and Discover the Secret of a Meaningful, Prosperous Life, are grounded in research and adult human development. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Dr. Sharon Spano. Sharon, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Wally. Thank you so much for having me. It really is my pleasure. It really is. We were talking here during the uh, pre-show a little bit. Um, I'm just so excited to have you on when Karen and Tom and them over at um, Interview Valet, right? They introduced us? Yes, yes. Yeah, they're amazing people. When they introduced me, they asked, well, you know, I didn't realize that you have ladies on your show. And I have had a couple, uh, three, and then I've had two couples as well and I said absolutely you know I mean we have us men certainly have so much to learn from women there's no doubt about that well and vice versa so it's good to have that open dialogue and get those different perspectives indeed indeed so when I saw what you were doing and saw what you were up to and they sent me a preview of your book uh, it was 100% I said I absolutely have to have this conversation with Sharon either for the show or offline because you 100% resonate with what I'm doing. I love it. So where are you at in the world today? Oh, well, in, in terms of physical location, I'm in, I, I live in Heathrow right outside of Orlando, Florida, so I'm enjoying mm. some pretty hot weather right now. Uh, if you're asking in terms of where I am emotionally and all the rest of it, um, I'm in a great space and I'm sure we'll unravel more about that as we continue the conversation. A hundred. I've I've recorded well over a hundred interviews at this point. Nobody has ever said where I'm at physically and emotionally. I absolutely love that. That just shows where you're at. It just it makes it that just uh, makes it even more important to have this conversation with you. And as we were talking before the show, I am out here in Hawaii. But I tell folks that when I meet in Hawaii or that are in Florida, um, if my wife and I ever do leave this rock. We've looked at Texas because we've lived in Texas and we have friends in Florida. We like Florida and we're considering Florida also because my wife's from Panama and it's so much easier to get to Panama, Panama the country, not Panama, Florida, uh, from Florida. So we and we just we just like that weather as well. Well, I don't know why anybody would leave Hawaii, but if you do, this is the second. <laughs> that's, that's good choice. We do have our challenges, but nobody wants to hear them and nobody will feel sorry for me anyway, so... I hear you. So before we get too much into the show, I love to start the show out the same way I start out every single morning. It really is a huge payoff for me, and that is with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Sharon? Oh, so many things, and, I, and it's such a great question. But I think, you know, today particularly, I, as always, really, I, I'm just grateful to have uh, my faith, you know, God in the middle of my life and everything that I do, but certainly my work and the many talents and skills that he's blessed me with and, and my husband, I've, I've been married forever, and just family and friends and community and just being an American, I mean, that's a good thing right there, so it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, and uh, yeah, you certainly do have a lot to be grateful for, and you mentioned your husband. I just love how much you, you know, we're going to get into your book here in just a minute. And I don't always spend a whole lot of time highlighting a, highlighting a book. But your book just really, really resonates with, with what we're doing here at Men of Abundance. And you speak very highly of Ralph, your husband. And I just absolutely love that you do that. Well, thank you, because he's really the one who taught me abundance. So <laughs> I have to give him all the credit. Isn't yes. that funny? I mean, seriously, and this is on a very serious note, and I mentioned this on the show before in the very beginning, and 
the person that really led me to abundance and showed me how much I have in life, even though I was chasing, I was that guy chasing that six-figure income for many years, and if only I had more money, I could do this, and if only we lived here, we could do this, and if only I didn't have to go to work and do this job every day, I could do that. And my wife just made me realize, in a huge part, she's the one that made me realize just how much abundance I have in my life, and that was about three years ago. She'd been telling me for we've been married 24 years. She'd been telling me the whole time, but it just found you know we we got to you know when the teach when the student is ready, the teacher will come. The teacher's already been there, but I did I wasn't prepared to listen. Well, that's right. It's it's all about timing. You know, we have mm-hmm. to we have it's it's really true that when we're ready, we hear it. So the good news is you heard it. You heard it, and that's what's important. <laughs> and 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 I'm trying to get other guys to hear it too. Men and women, but I'm focusing on on getting men to hear this message as well. So before we got started with the show, I gave a brief introduction about, you know, your bio, what you're doing, but not a whole lot about who you are as a person. So Sharon, if you could get a little bit personal with us right now, fill in a little bit of what is not in your bio, and let's learn a little bit more about you. Well, I'm not even remembering what is in the bio, but I, I imagine that it's it's mostly about the career and my, my doctoral work, my research, those kinds of things. Um, I, I am a certified integral coach as well, which ties into uh, my work on adult development, and it's a very exciting type of work because we're, we're not just focusing on goals with the clients. We really are looking at transformative types of work where you're li- literally shifting consciousness and ways of being. So I feel very, very blessed to have... Uh, that level of expertise in my toolbox to be able to help people really uh, reinvent who they are in their life and that that's a very exciting piece Uh, obviously as I mentioned I've been married for a very very long time I um, was a mother of a young man who was uh, born with a very rare metabolic disorder and that certainly was a huge part of my life Uh, we lost our boy, boy Michael in 2008 so that's been a big transition for us as a couple. Um, fortunately, we have three businesses between us, so we're, we're very busy and, and very active in the community in terms of giving back. So my life is very, very rich, but I also feel, particularly around the, the book of uh, you know The Pursuit of Time and Money, what, what I bring to that beyond the research and the, the understanding that I have of human development is the real practical experience of being a wife and mother and businesswoman and certainly when you have a child who's physically disabled um, you know time and money was a real factor for us all the time we, we Michael was only supposed to live to the age of two um, he lived to the age of 27 so we really were living in um, some tension between the day-to-day challenges but yet celebrating life every moment that we possibly could and then of course had all the money factors you know that were tied to you know insurance and you know will they pay for the wheelchair this year or not you know I mean just a lot of stress and, and pressure in the midst of the joy of this amazing young man that we were blessed to have for 27 years right yeah and thanks for sharing that with me I did notice that in in the uh, intro of the book that you mentioned that dedication to your son and his, the dates of his amazing life, that hashtag that we like to call it, uh, be, between the two dates. And so based on that, you know, I know that that was a, definitely a kick in the gut moment the whole time. Quite frankly, I can't imagine. I have three very healthy boys, and uh, but I know many parents who have, are, you know, struggling with their children with various issues in their lives. 
based on everything that you've done so far and in helping other people and helping so many other people get their life on track and writing this pursuit of time and money which is is the beginning of an amazing book because I, I say the beginning because I've only seen the beginning of it everybody has these kick in the gut moments along the way along their path and I would like for you to share that kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that Oh, well, there were many, as you can imagine, certainly, you know, beginning with, you know, the shock of Michael being born was something that we, you know, did not anticipate at all. But um, I would say kind of um, one of the biggest, he was critical the last four years of his life, and I mean literally critical, um, went down to from only 110 pounds to start with to about 40. Mm-hmm. And um, so there were many, many challenges through those four years. But the the real kick in the gut for me uh, in his last 17 days uh, where we were in the hospital and, and we knew, you know, we were near the end was coming to the realization that I was never in control in the first place. You know, that as parents, you know, we try so hard to uh, create the best life for our children. And, and we had fought so hard to keep him healthy and alive and uh, but it was in those final moments when I realized, you know what, you are not even in this conversation. This is strictly between him and God. You don't have control over the hour, the minute, the day. And there was something very surreal about coming to that understanding that I would not even wake up to for years later when I, I translated it to, you know, you're not really in control of much. You're just, you know, you. I always say, you know, we do the work, God makes the promise. So, um there's a lot of serenity in that. And, and I get up every day doing the best that I can to make the difference in the lives of the people I touch. And as I said, I love my work, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, there's freedom and, and um, a lot less stress once you surrender to, you know, sometimes it's just knowing that what is is going to be and your job is to just be the best that you can be in the midst of all of those life circumstances. And I while I had said that for years when I was speaking on the road, I used to always say to people, you know, life is nothing but a series of circumstances. We can't always choose them, but we can choose how we think about them. And I had lived my life on that premise, but it really hit me uh, in those final you know, days and, and hours of my son's life. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing that. And I totally get that. And it really, really does make sense even more after hearing that and why you wrote the and writing it and is your book done is it done at this point yes it's done the, the we're taking pre-orders now at uh the the timemoneybook.com and um the pub date is actually august 1st so you know people can order it, in it but it won't be shipped until then okay got it yeah so the book is called the pursuit of time and money stepping into radical abundance and discover the secret to a meaningful prosperous life and you know anytime I see the word abundance (laughs) it just stands out to me because I'm building my whole business around the 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 whole concept and I'm re my personally I am repurposing abundance I'm redefining uh, redefining abundance uh, in so many ways because and the funny thing about it's not funny. It's I call it divine intervention. The same time that I was introduced to you and Karen, I think it was Karen that contacted me because they have a lot of VPs, uh, um, virtual or VAs, virtual assistants, and other people over there that reach out to me. But I think it was Karen that introduced me to you. And that same week, 
I literally that same week I had reached out to Chris Gardner's uh, organization because he's somebody that I would really like to have a conversation with for the show because of his book, The Pursuit of Happiness. Now, many people have seen the movie, but few people have read the book. And the book goes much more in depth. And then I get this message, you know, from Karen talking about you. And then she mentions your book. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So maybe I won't get Chris, but I'll get something even better and get Sharon with The Pursuit of Time and Money. Because ultimately, The Pursuit of Happiness is really translated into we want more time and money. And you can look at that however you want. And you, you, and what I've read so far in your book, you're really laying it out there. So I'm definitely going to get a hold of the book. Well, I appreciate that because I look at time and money as two of the, the most um, obvious yet vital resources that we encounter every day. I mean, if you think about it, we make dozens and dozens of decisions, and many of them at a subconscious level, based on what we perceive to be an abundant amount or lack of time and money, and so. For me, the time and money conversation is really a way to go deeper into who we are as human beings. And of course, I talk a lot about stewardship in the book, but I'm thinking of abundance and prosperity really as a place to come from, not a place to get to. Mm -hmm. So what I often say to my clients is, um, you know, we, we can have limited resources. We can have uh, circumstances, as I said earlier, beyond our control. But when we come from abundance, we really come from a place of knowing that I can create whatever I need. And even beyond that, I think the, the important piece that I want to stress is the whole idea of how are you accessing and utilizing these re resources in the context of your relationships. Because um, it's just becoming more and more clear to me as I watch so many of us moving so quickly through our day. And often uh, I see parents, for instance, and not as a criticism, but more as just a point of observation. Who I had it happen yesterday. I was in a breakfast meeting and there's a young father with a six-year-old, I'd say. And the whole hour that they were sitting there having breakfast, he was on his phone while the mm -hmm. little boy was just mm -hmm. sitting there bored. And so I'm saying this is a precious time with this little boy and you're missing it, you know, and, and maybe it was an isolated moment. I'd like to think so, but I see more and more of that. So, so abundance to me is about how am I being a good steward of my resources? How am I creating and drawing uh, the, the best and the most and more resources my way, but then how am I utilizing them in terms of the relationships of my life? Because to me that, that really demonstrates how we love, you know, it's the old, adage you know where where your treasure is there is also your heart yeah that's a very good point i'm glad that you brought that up with the uh, young man and the father because when i get home because i have a full-time job and then i do my podcast and i manage my men of abundance society the community and everything and as soon as i get home my computer stays in the bag my phone goes on the desk i turn it upside down it's almost always on mute anyway and I leave it alone until about 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock, whenever, you know, summertime now, so we're staying up a little bit later with the kids, you know, watching movies and whatnot. But um, then they know that when I sit down at my desk, that's work time. And with the father, that could have been, you know, during the day. It could have been the son knows that it's work time during the day. And they may go out and do their thing, you know, later on in the day. And, and it's important to have that balance. And I'm glad I just wanted to bring that up because that's how I manage my own day. They know when I'm at work, even though I'm working at home, 
I'm at work, <laughs> you know, I'm, being, yeah. I'm in my creative mode, I'm doing what I got to do, I usually do emails and stuff like that in the mornings and then my creative stuff later in the evening, but that's important that you brought that up. Well, I think it's cool too because it shows them and teaches them balance and it shows them, you know, kind of a, a wide range of things, but one being, you know, that yeah, dad works and he has responsibilities, but two, we, we also have a place in all of that and there's a time when we come first. And I think that's, I mean, I know I didn't certainly always do it perfectly. You know, I had computers and was on my computer a lot when my son was around. But um, we weren't as crazy about the phones back then. And I think that's what's making a big difference because we have our computers with us everywhere we go all the time. And it's easy to be distracted by that. I'm, I'm kind of got a new thing going where I'm shutting mine off after a certain time at night myself just to be more focused with my husband. So... It's a challenge, but we, we I think it's something we can all think more about. Right, and that's all about those boundaries. So you mentioned in your book a couple times, and it's in your subtitle, Radical Abundance. What is that? Well, I, I, it goes to kind of what I was alluding to earlier in my mind. Is um, It's about the opportunity to, to experience a meaningful life of, of what I'll call joy and prosperity no matter what is going on in your life and I certainly learned that during Michael's illness um, that it would have been so easy to just get caught up in the negativity of it and what we were losing moment to moment in terms of time money um, it, I, I was at the at that time I had the biggest client load I had ever had as, as luck would have it you know and, mm -hmm. and had I known that my son was going to remain critical and eventually pass I probably would have you know bowed out of everything and um, you know just focused on Michael but but you don't know that you know you think well tomorrow's going to be better next week is going to be better so the radical abundance for me is really about uh, creating what you need no matter what is going on in your life and somehow in the middle of that being okay with the fact that it doesn't always feel good or, or you're not necessarily getting the results that you want and that doesn't come easily I think it comes from developing you know in the, in the book I talk about stages of development because that's my, my, my world focuses on adult development we know there are 12 stages of development we also know that people in the earlier stages have a greater time of difficulty in um, seeing the future, planning for things, uh, managing time. So, so I'm interested in helping people develop within those stages what we call the lines of development. There are actually 26 of them. In my work, we focus on six lines of development. And so we're really shifting paradigms so that people can think from radical abundance. Uh, again, no matter what the circumstances in their life, but even even in the middle of those most challenging moments, uh, what is it that I need to do as a person to grow up and into the opportunities around me? Because sometimes it's it's not only just about changing behavior, but again, it's about changing consciousness and, and a whole a whole new way of being. I may have to become a whole new person almost in order to experience that radical abundance in my life. And the ultimate component of it for me is the relationship piece you know again what where am I utilizing these resources and what does it say about how I care and love others so the example I often give Wally is I, I certainly didn't know this as a young child but um, looking back I actually didn't realize it until I wrote the book one of the messages that I got from my parents for example they were divorced and we were really deposited at my uh, grandmother's home my father's a mother 
And the messages I heard all my life, I talk a lot about storylines of, of money, where, you know, your dad's not paying for you, your dad doesn't come around, you know. And so the messages that I got from that was, you know, I'm not of value. My parents aren't investing anything in me. They're not investing their time or their money. And we're, we're really not wanted here. And so that's part of the passion behind all of this for me and helping people examine the storylines and then asking the harder questions of how are those early storylines impacting the way I access time and money today and how do I use those resources in connection with the people I love and care about. Right, so that process of doing that, I'm sure because of my own experiences as well, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. It's not a matter of reading a book, sitting down for an hour session, or is easily uh, flipping a switch, uh, just making a decision to start thinking this way and changing that paradigm. Uh, it's more of a process. Yes, I, because when we're talking about human development, that's exactly right, Wally. It takes time, and often we can't do it for ourselves because so many of the, of the uh, paradigms are at a subconscious level. So kind of my goal is to help people bring that to the forefront so they can make those changes uh, because it is, as you said, very, very much a process. We, we really, uh, you know, we can, we can get stuck in our development. So if you imagine a ladder, which it's not a, a hierarchy at all, but just for sake of conversation, if I'm on the third rung of that ladder, I might be 50 years old, but I could be stuck there forever until I have um, the space or someone alongside of me to help me realize what I need to do or be in order to, to get up to those other uh, levels and different perspectives. Yeah, it's a very good point to stand that ladder analogy. I've actually met young people, you know, younger than myself. Uh, you know, I'm only 48, but um, younger than myself that are like, I'm just amazed at some of their thought processes. And I would put them at above that older gentleman you were just speaking of, the standing on rung three. They're standing on rung five or six just because of their development, their experiences, and, and their thought process. I agree, and I work with a lot of millennials, and I love them. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of criticism out in the world about how they do things, but I think when I hear those criticisms, it's often because, uh, and then they often come from baby boomers who don't understand how they think. But to me, that is a generation that has so many, um, so much talent and resources, and they're really changing the world. What I love about them is that if they don't like the way something is working, they just reinvent a new way to do it. I mean, that's why we have Uber. That's why we have, uh, you know, I mean, so many things. I, I can't even think of half of the things. And I just love every single creative idea that they bring forth for the most part because I think it's it's where the world is going and they're our future. So it's exciting. I agree with you on that. I don't subscribe to the whole uh, stereotypical millennial or the labeling of any generation other than just to label that the generation the baby boomers came from this era that type of stuff because quite frankly I think back and when when I was had my long blonde hair a goody comb sticking out of my back pocket of my white jeans and moccasins up to my knees my parents were looking at me like what the hell are you wearing you know or, or didn't like my music or something like that it it just goes on and on it's, it's always been like this for generations so the older generation always talks down to the younger generation and says well the way that we we just didn't do it that way growing up type of thing i just don't buy into the whole millennial thing because it, it really has gotten out of control because i've met some amazing 
amazing people that fit into that time frame of coming into this world and developing their brains and the, the technology and the abundance that we have today. It's just simply amazing what these people, young people and people of all generations, quite frankly, those are that are grasping onto some of this new abundance. Uh, and I say new abundance in the technology. It's, right. It just blows my mind. Well, I totally agree, and I think I think you know when I do work in corporations where we look at the generations, and, and sometimes it's it's just so much fun to look at all. You know, at one point we had four. I think we actually have five now. But um, mm-hmm. what I love about that, and, and particularly when you were talking about time and money and relationships and stewardship and abundance and all these juicy conversations, is we can learn so much from each other because obviously. I'm a baby boomer, and we've made a lot of mistakes in, in our lifetimes, many of us throughout our careers. And so I mentor a lot of millennials. But then again, I learn from them as much as I teach. So um, I, I just wish we could bridge more of these gaps. And hopefully shows like yours and the work that I do can help make, make that happen because there's certainly benefit uh, to every generation. We are doing it, and that is so much why... I'm so excited to lift up people like yourself and have these conversations on Men of Abundance on the podcast and in the community. So on that note, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward. Are you ready to do that? Absolutely. Sounds good. Excellent. Hey guys, some of you may or may not know that I am a disabled veteran. I have a VA disability rating, I have arthritis, I have an airing on my C6 and C7 that causes pain in my left shoulder, down my arm, numbness in my pinky and uh, ring finger, and I've just, it, the list goes on and on. But I still stay generally healthy even though I physically can't do some of the things I've done for many years and actually enjoy doing, such as running, pull-ups, push-ups, and other things of that nature. So if you've seen some of my pictures online, you can see that I appear to be in pretty good shape. I'm not overweight, like many people that are in my situation with these similar ailments, and there's a specific reason for that. For the last six, almost seven years, I've been drinking a dense nutrition shake every single morning, and sometimes twice a day. That shake is called Shakeology. I can hear the moans and groans from here because I've heard them. Oh, but that's multi-level marketing and that's network marketing. Listen, I'm not trying to get you into a network marketing business or anything of that nature. I'm trying to share something with you just like I do everything else. And that is the densest nutrition shake on the market, period. I have tried others since I've tried Shakeology because I never believed in these shakes to begin with. I started it simply because I knew I was going to be able to get my money back after 30 days because of the money back guarantee. At 28 days, when I went and had my lipids done and found out that my cholesterol was absolutely perfect, I had greatly improved my PT test. I felt amazing. I simply could not take it upon myself to return the empty bag and get my money back. Here we are almost seven years later, and my entire family has been drinking Shakeology for almost seven years. I encourage you to at least give this stuff a try and learn a little bit more about it. You can see a really cute video of myself and my little guy when he was much younger at menofabundance.com forward slash shake, S-H-A-K-E. Again, that's menofabundance.com forward slash shake. Now, let's get back to the conversation. So... Share with men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. 
Uh, I think the first would be to what I said earlier, examine, just spend some time. The book has a lot of reflective practices in it where I encourage people to literally look at specific areas of their life. What are your time, money, storylines? That would be the first thing is first to identify them. And then know where you fall on the spectrum between scarcity and abundance. And we have a great resource on the timemoneybook.com forward slash abundance website where they can get the instrument that I created three years ago and we're always revitalizing it. It's a free assessment, uh, anonymous, they go in, they can see where they fall on, on that uh, that spectrum, it's very interesting. And then from there you can see where there's work to be done in order to become a better steward of your resources in the context of not only your business but your relationships. Excellent. I can definitely see how that is extremely valuable. I will definitely be checking that out even before this episode airs, for sure. I, I did notice that in the book. I just didn't get a chance to go over there and do that just yet, um, that you had a resource like that. Um, and thanks for sharing that. So what daily habits make the biggest impact in your life, Sharon? Well, for me, I am always looking at the growing edge. And by that, I mean, what do I need to do more, better, differently to continue to grow developmentally so I can reach that next stage? And so it's a disciplined attention to uh, what I referred to earlier in terms of the developmental lines, which the six would be cognitive, emotional, spiritual, moral, somatic, and interpersonal. So I'm always looking at, you know, what does Sharon Spano need to do today, this week, this quarter, this year to advance myself in those in those areas. And um, the discipline is the main piece. And, and, you know, that can be a lot of different things for different people. But... I think having the commitment to it is is the first step. Great. Excellent. What are you reading or listening to now that you would recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Oh, my gosh. I'm reading so many books because I'm <laughs> one of those that has like five or six going at a time. Right now, I think at the top of my head, of course, I want everybody to read The Pursuit of Time and Money. Uh, but And then I'm reading a memoir um, called Found. And I can't think of the author, but I'm enjoying that. And then one of my favorites for those in business is Reinventing Organizations by Frederick Leloup. Um, so, yeah, lots. I, I literally have, because I have everything on my iPad, so I depends on my mood. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I have, I'm, I'm either reading something digitally, I have something beside my bed that's a physical book, and whenever I'm commuting or otherwise not doing something I have to do with where I can't read, I'm listening to either a podcast or a book. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a true life of, a life of true abundance? Well, I think it starts with those storylines if you had, and I think we all have them to some degree, no matter what your background, we have some limiting belief that came to us uh, in one form or another. And, and I think it, it's lack of awareness, I guess, if that's the, the, the easiest way to say it is. I always say to people, with the first moment of awareness comes opportunity for change. So I don't know what I don't know, but if I can observe what's working for and against me in terms of my life and the, and the results that I'm trying to create, um, if I'm not getting where I want to go, then, then for me the next question is, you know, what's the blockage there? And if I can't figure it out myself, well, the beauty is we have so many resources online now, therapists, coaches, whatever you need. So uh, I just would say to your listeners, you know, go where you need to go to help someone unblock whatever it is that needs to be unblocked in order for you to wake up into this next great experience of your life because it's waiting for you. It is. And, and the thing I always try to point out to people is, unfortunately, sometimes we're not talking to the people that need to hear what we're saying because they truly do not see 
something blocking their mind, something blocking them from the abundance. They just don't see it. They don't realize it. And when they do hear it, they think it's some sort of, you know, hocus pocus mumbo jumbo. And the fact is I've proven time and time again through people like yourself, through my own experiences, through people that I've personally worked with, that your mindset is truly everything. It it really is. And, And we can just talk for, you know, days about this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is everything. I mean, what you believe becomes becomes the reality. So certainly I, I knew that when my son was born, and, and if I hadn't figured that out, I don't know that I would have transitioned through his passing as, as well as I did. But I know it in my business as well. And then, you know, my tagline on my website is maximizing human potential. And that's what I love about what I do is I kind of feel like I'm the vehicle or the mirror, if you will. Uh, and the book is the same way. It's like, just, just ta- let's take a look at who you are, where you are, um, what's working, what's not working, and how can we help you open up uh, new ways of, of thinking and being in the world so that you can maximize that potential. Life's too short to uh, walk around feeling and, and, and experiencing less than what I know God has for us in terms of a, abundant experience of life. Absolutely. 100% agree. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Sharon? For me, it's really about... Um, I'm, I'm very purposeful. I know what I'm called to do. So the abundance is living that purpose every day and being intentionally congruent about how I do it and honoring and, and respectful of the relationships in my life along the way, which is, that's a, that's a tough one because I think for any of us that are goal-oriented and we're achievers, and if you're an entrepreneur in particular, I mean, we're very driven people, right? You know, we work late, we get up early. Um, but abundance for me is really, I, I'm just present in every moment to the best of my ability, and I'm grateful for every moment. And when days are not all that I wish they could be, I don't get caught up in the negativity of it so much as I just stay focused on the purpose and what I need to do moving forward. It's a joyful experience of life. To me, that's the true, uh, as I said earlier, um, the, that's the true essence of prosperity and abundance, is you're experiencing life in a joyful way. You know, that's. I lo- I'm glad that you brought that up, and I'm glad you said that because just recently, um, a connection that I have on Facebook, I don't know him personally, but he seems to be doing pretty well. And he posted this uh, comment that said, "Do not fly first class until you have ten million dollars in the bank." And I thought about that, and I said, "No, I've flown first class several times, and I'm far from." a million dollars in the bank let alone 10 million and if i had gone lived by that purpose by that comment you know i would have never enjoyed that i don't know that i would ever have that much money in the bank to be quite honest with you and i know for a fact most people won't and they will never experience that and it's not just first class it's going you know going to traveling to a different country with your family or a different state for that matter um, experiencing things that you wouldn't normally do unless you had $10 million in the bank. I'm all about living a life of abundance today. And once I made that realization that I can live a life of abundance and enjoy things in life today without waiting for having you know millions of dollars in the bank, a six-figure income and so forth, so much more started coming to me because of me living that way. You're absolutely right. I mean, you draw it to you. We know that as, as the law of attractions. And I I think, you know, one of the the main things that I learned from my my boy beyond what I've already stated is, you know, life is about memories. 
And so we have to create those memories. And, and one of the things that we saw in the research that we've done around the time money instrument that I referred you to a moment ago is that very subtle nuance, like that when you look at the spectrum, scarcity is very obvious, abundance is fairly obvious. When you get to moderate scarcity, moderate abundance, I was quite surprised to see how much they sounded the same. So for that gentleman, for example, uh, I see this often, it can sound like I'm being responsible, I'm not going to spend money on first class till I have X amount of dollars in the bank. For some it's I'm not going to spend money on whatever because uh, I'm saving for retirement or college. But then they're missing the, the, the trip along the way to the point where I've literally known parents who wouldn't take their kids on vacation or to you know Disney. Uh, when they live right here in town where Disney is uh, because they're saving and so that sounds very responsible but it's actually coming from scarcity because it's a fear-based conversation with fear-based decisions and that is not abundance abundance is just everything you described Wally where you know I'm, I'm living in, in joy and prosperity and I'm creating and, and I'm experiencing the best not not in an overboard way I mean you're not going to go fight I'm sure first-class and, and not be able to feed your children or put them through school. Um, but, but there's this thing in between that we can do where we can experience life uh, and make discerning, uh, reasonable decisions along the way that, that still produce joy. Right, absolutely. You summed it up absolutely perfectly. Thank you for, for that. So, Men of Abundance, you can certainly find out more about Sharon at her website, SharonSpano.com. And the last name is spelled S-P-A-N-O. And Sharon, before we let you go here, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like to ensure that um, you share with our abundant leaders? Oh, I just want to encourage them once again to go to the timemoneybook.com and get the resources and order the book. And um, just thank you so much, Wally, for the opportunity. I loved having this time to talk with you. My pleasure, absolutely, and we'll have all of that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. And guys, definitely get a hold of this stuff. I really, really love what you're doing, Sharon, and thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story with us and highlighting what you're doing with your book. Thank you so much. You have a great one. You too. Aloha. Man, my takeaway on this conversation really kind of goes into Sharon's book, which is The Pursuit of Time and Money. And it completely resonates with what I'm doing here with Men of Abundance. The book is spot on with the abundance mindset and how I'm redefining abundance in your mind and in your life. It's not the money that's the end goal. Remember that. The pursuit of time and money requires you to become a better man in your mind and in your actions to provide greater value to others in your daily activities. Once you start providing greater value to others at home, at work, and in your community... Only then you will truly start living an amazing life of abundance. And that's what I want for you. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.